Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. What is going on, R to R family? Pastor Caleb here in for another episode on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Hard to believe we are at episode 60 today. Wow, that's incredible. I mentioned last week we have hit 20,000 downloads, and I know some people might not think that's a lot, but for this little country old boy from Manchester, Tennessee, 20,000 people listening to what this this young preacher got to say, I just think that's pretty awesome. So we thank you, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm excited to release the word. We are in our series, Make Way for the King. And here on the Recovery to Recovered podcast, if you haven't tuned in, we do a lot of interviews on the podcast. I do a lot of preaching and teaching on the podcast. And uh, it's been our holiday season, by the way. I hope you are having a, a great holiday season. Merry Christmas to you and your family and a happy new year. You probably won't hear from me again until um, after Christmas. There should be another episode coming out next week. Um, but I just want to tell you and your family, Merry Merry Christmas. I pray that you are blessed and have had a great holiday season. Hope you're getting all your shopping done. I've been seeing this meme float around that says, don't be mean to the cash register because you waited till Mary's water broke uh, before you did your Christmas shopping. Come on, somebody. Y'all better take it easy on them uh, cash registers and everybody working in retail uh, this week. Amen. Praise God. But, you know, it's the holiday season. We're in December, closing in on the end of the month. And uh, I've been preaching this at my church, uh, but I've also just been recording it and adding stuff and taking things away here on the podcast with these messages. And we are in our series, Make Way for the King. Come on, somebody. This is when the king showed up 2,000 plus years ago uh, here on earth. That's what we celebrate Christmas. Christ must Christmas. That's what it's all about, folks, is Jesus stepping onto the scene of the of the earth here with a job, here with an assignment uh, to pay for the sins of the world and not only pay. His, Jesus has so many assignments. You know, I hear so many people say, well, his, his assignment was to pay for the sins of the world and shower us in grace. Yes, it definitely was. But Jesus came with many assignments. One of them was to show us the father. Right. You know, if you have seen me, you have seen the father is what Jesus says. He, he came with his power of resurrection. That way we would not taste the second death um, and that we would have glorified bodies. He he came so that you can have the same Holy Spirit that raised him from the dead. Come on, somebody. Romans eight eleven. If you believe in him, you have the same Holy Spirit that raised him from the dead. Jesus came with a bunch of assignments and we celebrate his first assignment being born here on the earth by the Virgin Mary in a manger. And I've got I've got a word for this whole manger situation uh, probably be next on next week's episode. Um, we're not going there today, but I, I'm excited about that. I've been doing some studying on that, and the Lord has just given me some some revelation. So I'm excited to preach that probably next week. But we are in Make Way for the King Part 2 today. And man, is this a word. I, I love preaching from the text that I'm going to preach from today, uh, that I'm going to teach from, whatever you want to call it, that we're going to have a conversation about and I came to tell you today, if you'll make way for the king in your life, he wants to show up. He will show up and he will do some incredible, incredible things 
in your life. So let's get ready to receive the word today. We are coming from Matthew chapter 3 and we're going to start in verse 1. This is John the Baptist here. Make way for the king part 2. Verse 1 says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who spoke of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. I preached that last week from Isaiah chapter 40. So now we are in Matthew chapter 3. Then And Isaiah 40 is quoted here in Matthew chapter 3. And now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. That was verse 6. Let's skip down to verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. This is John the Baptist speaking. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Come on, somebody. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Father, over the next couple of moments, as I preach and teach over these airwaves, I pray that they would reach individuals, Lord God, who need to hear your word today, who need to understand this concept that if they will make room for you, if they will make way for the king, that you will show up and show out like only you can do. Father, I love you. I thank you for these individuals who are listening today. I pray for an anointing today to preach your word. Help me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So recapping from last week quickly, we read from Isaiah chapter 40, and I told you that Isaiah came as a herald, saying, make way for the king. A herald was somebody who would come out before the king would step onto the scene, and he would speak on the accolades, and he would talk about the accomplishments of the king. Sometimes it would even take 30 minutes before he would get done talking about how great the king was and all of these things that he had done. And Isaiah in chapter 40 here begins to make way for the king. He says, make straight a highway for the king. Come on, somebody. He He's saying this is the king who can turn it all around. He, he can exalt the valley and bring the mountain low. He can make the crooked place straight. He can make the rough places smooth. Come on. He can turn it all around for you. When the king shows up, it doesn't matter how bad things look in your life. He can turn it around. All the king has to do is make one decree and everything can change for you. All you have to do is make way for the king. And I prophesied to you last week over these same airwaves that if you will make room for the king, he's coming into your life. He's coming into your marriage. Just make room. He's coming into your finances. All you got to do is make room for the king. He's coming to your career. Make room. He's coming to your business. He's coming to your ministry. Teachers make way because he's coming to the high schools and the middle schools. Make way for the king. He's coming. Make way for the king. Make room for the king in your life. Isaiah came as a herald saying make way for the king and then he tells us why watch this glory that's what i ended on last week glory when you make 
way for the king, the glory can show up. The glory, it's the weighty presence of God. We need glory bombs going off in our churches. We need a bomb of glory going off in our nation. We need a bomb of glory going off in these high schools. We need glory bombs uh, busting off in FCA meetings. We need the glory of the Lord to show up because it's the glory of the Lord that convicts men and women. You telling folks how sinful they are isn't what's going to convict them. It's the glory that will convict them. Why? Because the glory is the presence. And if the presence is there, that means the Holy Spirit is there. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of the coming judgment, not yours. So let's make way for the king. Let's make room for the king because when the glory shows up, People can be infatuated with the king because they have seen the king. Because if you ever look into his eyes like fire and his hair that is white as wool, or you ever hear the voice that sounds like many waters, come on somebody, I'm preaching now, you will never be the same. We need the glory of the Lord. And that's what Isaiah says in chapter 40. It's all about why do you make way for the king so that the glory can show up. So the scripture Here in Matthew chapter 3 quotes Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah comes as a herald and tells John the Baptist his assignment saying make straight a path for the Lord. Head out into the wilderness and people are going to come to you and you're going to be the one who will become the herald telling the people make way for the king. And he is his assignment is to tell them repent for the kingdom is at hand. Y'all catch the message of John the Baptist there and what he's preaching. He says repent repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand in order to understand john's assignment and what it is that i'm preaching today you'll need to understand a couple different things that i'll break down for you number one is repent repent re meaning do over right try again pent like like the top that's where we get the verbiage penthouse it's the top house right pent top metanoia It literally means to change the way that you think. That's the Greek word for repent. Metanoia, metanu. It means to change the way that you think or to think differently afterwards or to reconsider. So first of all, what John is saying when you're making room for the king and in order to make room for the king, you've got to change the way that you think. Come on, somebody. When the king shows up, You can't keep thinking like you used to. You can't keep thinking and dreaming small either when the king shows up. When the king shows up, his provision shows up. You have to change the way that you think. You have to change the way that you respond. Come on, we're getting back into the series, Get Your Mind Right Now. You've got to change the way that you think because what happens in your mind will play out in time. That's why it's very important to pay attention to what you're meditating on. John is saying when the king shows up, it's important to get your mind right. Come on. But watch this. The next thing you need to understand is the kingdom. Repent was the first thing. Kingdom is the next thing. And not just any kingdom, but the kingdom of heaven. So first off, we we need to understand what a kingdom is. And in order to have a kingdom, you have to have a couple of things. One, a kingdom must have a king. A kingdom must have a territory. A kingdom must have a government. And a kingdom must have citizens. Jesus is the king. His territory is heaven. Jesus is the government. Isaiah chapter 9 says, and the government shall rest on his shoulders, right? And we are the citizens. Philippians 3.20. 
So a kingdom in itself is the rule, reign, authority, customs, and culture of a place. So when John the Baptist is saying, make room for the king, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He is saying, get your mind out of the way. Change the way that you think. Come on, remove this stinking thinking. The king is coming. It's time to change the way that you think about everything. If you're going to make room for the king, you got to change the way that you think about your money. Come on. You might have to change the way that you talk. You're going to have to change the way that you act. You're going to have to change the way that you respond in adversity. But if you will get your mind to line up with his kingdom and not your kingdom or the kingdom of this world you'll be a whole lot better off in this kingdom come on also when john says repent change the way that you think get your thinking to line up with this kingdom it's not just any kingdom but the kingdom of heaven john is saying the king is coming and it's time that we line up with his rule his reign his authority his culture and his customs you want to know what the rule and reign situation is all about is that everybody's looking for a savior but not too many people are interested in having a lord Woo! that right there a preach because we got so many people that are good with jesus being their savior but they're not looking for him to be the lord because if he's the lord that means that you are under his rule and his reign and his authority come on we need some people of god once again to get under the reign and the rule and the authority of jesus let him be the lord of your life come on let him be the lord of your thoughts let him be the lord of your finances let him be the lord of your marriage let him be the lord of your decision making let him be the lord of how you respond and react and treat people come on somebody but repent the kingdom of heaven what john is saying as he makes room for the king it's time to start thinking heavenly again Woo, that's good too it's time to start thinking on whatever is true whatever is pure whatever is noble whatever is lovely whatever is admirable and praiseworthy we're called to think on such things sounds like something out of the bible doesn't well it is it's philippians 4 8 because that sounds like heaven to me because watch this heaven is pure heaven is noble because the king is there it's lovely and it's praiseworthy and because he's worthy of all praise so watch this I'm, I'm i'm transitioning here watch this in order to host a king you need to think like a king mm, that's gonna help some of us today in order to host a king, you need to think like a king because Jesus is the king and he's your brother. Hence, he was the firstborn among many brethren. If you've been born again, you're a part of a royal heavenly bloodline. You can break the generational curse off your family and break this cycle. You haven't been given the inheritance of broken homes and divorce. If you get born again, you haven't been given the inheritance of addiction or you're just like your mom. You're just like your dad. You're never going to accomplish nothing. You're never going to do this. You're never going to do that. You haven't been given the inheritance of poverty. No, you have a new father and with a new father, you have a new destiny. You have a new inheritance, but in order to obtain that inheritance, you have to repent. You have to change the way that you think. You have to start thinking like heaven again. You have to start thinking the kingdom. You are called to be an extension of the kingdom. You are called to be an extension of the rule of heaven. You are called to carry the weight and authority of the kingdom and the king. Come on, somebody. That's why Jesus says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Us Pentecostal folks really get this scripture 
all messed up because we think that that's a license to rebuke and bind the devil and all of that stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I believe in casting out devils. Sometimes you got to bind things. Sometimes you got to loose things. But really what Jesus is saying in that sentence and in that scripture, he's saying it's because your king backs up what you say. If your words line up with his culture, if your words line up with his customs, his reign and his authority, if you're thinking like he would, he'll back up what you think if you're saying what he would say he will back up what you say and if he ever backs up what you say what you say it shall be done because the king has said it come on he calls you an ambassador for his kingdom an ambassador speaks on behalf of his government that means you don't get to say what you want anymore but you only can share what the king says come on y'all we we can only share what the king would say. That that means we don't get to give people a piece of our mind anymore, but we only get to share what the king would say. And trust me, I'm still working on this one myself. But but it's a reality too. Well, you know, the other reality of that is too, a lot of people have turned Jesus into this non-confrontational type of per- person when really Jesus would call things out and it would tick people off. And sometimes an ambassador, <laughs> you're going to have to do that. If you're just going to speak what the king would have to say, sometimes it's going to aggravate people. Sometimes it's, it's, it's going to rub people the wrong way. But you're an ambassador. You can share what the king would want to share. You just need to make sure you're sharing what the king would want to share. Amen. Uh, but one of the main reasons, watch this. One of the main reasons to make way for the king is so that he can show up because if he ever shows up, you can become a reflection of him and his glory. Remember last week, I told you that one of the definitions for glory is about image bearing. So if making room for the king is about the glory, as Isaiah told us in chapter 40 last week, then making room for the king is also about becoming a reflection of the king. Man, that is some good teaching. The reason why you make room for the king is so that the glory can show up. And if the glory shows up, some of it's supposed to get on you. And if it gets on you, you can reflect the king. Come on, ask Moses what will happen if you sit in the glory for 40 days. It'll be on you so heavily you'd have to wear a veil over your face because you'd be freaking people out. If you spend time in the glory in the presence of God, you can become a reflection of him. Because here's the thing about a reflection. You can never reflect something you won't get in front of. Let me say that again. You can never reflect something that you will not get in front of. Remember, I told you, make way for the king. When you make room for the king, you make room for the king in your life when you spend time with him. When you get in his presence in the prayer closet, when you read his word, when you spend time in prayer and worship, you're making way for the king when you make room for church in your life. Come on, we've got a generation that's growing up right now and we even have a whole group of people in the church that aren't making room for the king in their church attendance anymore. They have forsaken the assembling of the gathering of ourselves, which the word clearly instructs us not to do. Gathering together is for us. It encourages us. It builds us up. It edifies us because the prophetic is going on. The spirit of God is moving. We're able to testify and encourage one another because if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Come on, somebody. If he did it for you, he can do it for me. This whole thing of the church being pushed to the side and not making way for the king to attend 
church. Oh my goodness, we've got to fix this in the church. When you spend time with the king, you can reflect the king, which is the whole purpose of Christianity. Hence, you were predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, right? The purpose of making way for the king is so that you can look like the king. I'm going to be closing here in just a second, but in the text here, John makes the statement of, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Oh, one of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible. What John is saying here is that water baptism and repentance can help you get your mind right, but the Holy Ghost and fire baptism will help you get your life right. Come on, somebody. See, a prophet can help teach you and instruct you. A prophet, which John was, can help you get your mind right unto repentance, which was his assignment. But only the king can change you. Come on. Only the great baptizer can clean you up from the inside out with a Holy Ghost baptism. It's only the baptism of the Holy Ghost that can help you tame your tongue. Why do you think the evidence... Of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. The evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues is because God is saying that doesn't belong to you anymore. It's mine. It is a sign to the believer. It is a sign to the world around that 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 this no longer belongs to the individual, but it belongs to God because out of it can come blessing and out of it can come cursing out of the with the power of life and death is in the tongue. So when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in tongues, what happening is God has used this as a sign to say this belongs to me. Come on. This belongs to me. I don't want to hear you talking in tongues if your life ain't right. Come on, somebody. Ain't nobody going to preach it, but I'll preach it. I, I, you know, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is to remove the chaff. Come on, somebody. It, it, it is to remove the impurities from your life. I don't want to hear you prophesying and speaking in tongues when you out running around and sleeping with everybody and, and still drinking and drugging and doing all of this stuff. Because if you speaking in tongues, that ain't the spirit of God. It's your flesh that's speaking in tongues. All right, I'm going to get off that soapbox. I'm going to explain what I'm telling you here, though, too. So John can only baptize you in water, but the king can baptize you in his spirit. So John said, I'm baptizing you unto repentance so you can have a clear conscience and begin to think differently. But the one coming after me is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and his winnowing fork is in his hand. He's going to clean out the chaff. I'm going to explain what this this whole concept is about that that john here says with the wheat and the chaff and the winnowing fort so there was threshing floors so the wheat and the chaff were all laying there together just like the wheat and the tares grow up together right is what the word says and so what happens is that the farmer will take his fork and he and he and he scoops up all this stuff and the way that the threshing floor is set up is that wind will blow through the threshing floor and what he does is he picks up the wheat and the chaff and tosses it in the air but the wind will blow out the chaff chaff is not what you want to eat wheat 
you want to eat. But chaff, you don't want to eat. So what chaff is, is the impurities. It's the part that's no good. Oh, y'all catching what I'm dropping right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. So the baptism of the Holy Ghost here, what John is saying is that it'll clean you up from the inside out. Come on. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is what will take you from one level to the next. The baptism of the Holy Spirit can help you tame your tongue. The baptism of the Holy Spirit can help you get your mind right. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is what can clean you up from the inside out. So what John is saying here is when you make room for the king, he wants to baptize you in himself. Baptismo is the Greek word. He wants to submerge you in himself and into the things of God. And when you do that, it will clean you up from the inside out. People are different after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on. I remember whenever I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was, this was pre-teen challenge, and I am, uh, been, been walked in the doors of Canvas Community Church there in Manchester, Tennessee, and I was there working at the church and painting a wall uh, that day. I was just trying to get out of the streets, and I, 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 I had started coming to this church. I was living in a whirlwind of hypocrisy, but I just, I did want to change. I had no idea how to change. Uh, you know, I didn't, didn't have any kind of recovery community. I had, uh, nobody that had really connected with me that had come out of the lifestyle that I had come out of, but I was hungry. I was trying to get into the church building. I remember the pastor, uh, pastor Johnny said, you know, Hey, we, we got some stuff going on. You can help us. Cause I had lied to the pastor. You know how us drug addicts do. And I told him I worked for myself and I was a construction worker and I did remodeling and different things like that. So he says, man, that's wonderful. Why don't you come on down here and help me paint the church and, and I'm going to be in my office, but you can do that. And I was so desperate to just get out of the streets, put my phone down for a couple of minutes, have some peace, have some quiet. And the Lord was beginning to work on me at that time in my life. But what happened that day was that he had told me uh, to check this video out. And the video was of Todd White. And Todd White uh, had uh, preached for two and a half hours. I would go around the corner of the church, big tough guy, right? And I'd begin, begin to weep and cry listening to this man's testimony and him preaching for two and a half hours. I'll never forget it. It was uh, him preaching at Rama Bible College. Um, and, and it just wrecked me. And I was painting the walls, you know, doing the work, listening to him going around the corner of the church walls, just crying, weeping. I made it to the house. I kept having to hit pause on it. And there was, you know, pastor was talking to me and just different things. But I got to the end where the altar call was happening. And I made a decision that day, like something was going to change in me that day. I remember that. Now, as I'm telling the story, I remember pausing it when he started to do the altar call. Because I was like, I'm fixing to go get in my room by myself. and nobody at the house. And I'm going to respond to this altar call right now over YouTube. And so I uh, I did that and I went to my house and I was responding to the altar call sitting on the edge of my bed. I'll never forget it. And I began weeping and crying and breaking down in the presence of God. The, the presence of God was so thick in my room that day. Now, keep in mind, I am lost as lost could be a drug addict, addicted to substances, selling dope acting crazy but the presence of God showed up in this room 
And it arrested my heart that day. I have never been the same since that day. Um, And I remember throwing my hands in the air, weeping and crying. And I was baptized in the Holy Spirit that day. And I just began to cry out in tongues and pray in the Spirit. I sung in the Spirit, weeping uncontrollably in the presence of God, shaking under the power of God, baptized in His Holy Spirit. Now, I didn't live right for a little while after that. It was a couple months later that I ended up in Teen Challenge and really gave everything to the Lord. But I was baptized in the Holy Ghost that day and and things had changed. Every time I would use a drug, I would be tormented. And uh, all I could think about was God and I was doing wrong. And there was conviction because the Holy Ghost had come into my life. The Holy Spirit was there with me and I was not there. I didn't live right. But while I was living in sin, it was torturing me. Torturing me. The baptism of the Holy Ghost isn't just about the spiritual gift of tongues, which strengthens your inner man, inner man and you praying for things that you know not, which is a very powerful gift, by the way, it takes your prayer life to the next level. But according to this text, it is about cleaning up the chaff in your life removing the impurities and cleaning you up from the inside out. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, it'll have you dancing. It'll have you singing. It'll have you speaking in tongues, but it'll also have you shut up, apologize, and examine yourself. Come on. The Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Ghost ain't just about speaking in tongues. That's just the evidence to let you know that your tongue ain't yours anymore. Your life ain't yours anymore. Your uh, internal self, your spirit isn't yours anymore. It's God's. And it also it's also a tremendous gift because it takes your prayer life to the next level. Have you ever tried praying in your known tongue and shut the door behind you as Jesus instructs you to, by the way, and get alone with the father and you're praying and it don't take about five minutes for you to run out of things to say. And here is where the baptism of the Holy Ghost kicks in, folks. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord uses the baptism of the Holy Spirit also to weed people out. Come on, watch this. Look at the text. And he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn and burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This verse has a two and possibly threefold meaning because threshing floor is where the wheat and chaff are all mixed together. Goats and sheep, wheat and tares, right? So also what he is saying is that the baptism of the Holy Spirit will separate some Christians from me because just like I said, eat my flesh and drink my blood and a bunch of people left me. When you start talking about the Holy Ghost, people will leave too. You know them folks, I don't think it takes all that. But also what he's saying is when the king shows up, He separates us from the world. The wheat and the tares grow together. Y'all remember the parable. But when the king shows up, he will separate the wheat from the chaff, the saved from the unsaved, and the unsaved will be burned with unquenchable fire. I know no one wants to talk about it anymore, but the king, because he's a good king, he eradicates evil from his kingdom. The voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way for the Lord. Make his path straight. John the Baptist is crying out in the wilderness, make way for the king. Make straight a highway for him to come through. Make way 
for the king. Make it easy for him to get to you. Get out of the way. Make room for the king. Repent. Get your mind right for the king. Change the way that you think for the king. Prepare your heart for the king. He's coming. Make room for the king in your life. Make room for King Jesus. He's coming. I want to pray with you today. Father, we love you. Lord, we make room for you. Jesus, we make room for the King in our lives. Holy Spirit, come in and baptize us with your spirit and fire. Father God, for those right now under the sound of my voice, that need the baptism of the Holy Spirit for for you to come in, Lord Jesus, and to clean up the chaff, for you to remove the impurities with your holy fire and with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. I pray right now and we release the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God, baptize us in your spirit and fire. Take some of us to another level right here, right now, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we make room for you. We have prepared a highway for you. We have taught it. We have preached it. We have spoke upon it today. We have made room for you, King Jesus. We have prepared ye the highway for the Lord God Almighty. I pray for those who are seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost that right now they will lift their hands in the air and begin to pray in the Spirit of God. Begin to sing in the Spirit of God with uh, the evidence of other tongues. Lord, grab a hold of that tongue by the power of your Spirit and clean house today. Clean house in their spirit. Clean house in their mind. Clean the house of their mouth. Clean the house of their tongue, Lord God. Make room for the King. Father, we make room for you. We glorify and praise your holy name, Jesus. We make room for the king. We make room for you in our finances. We make room for you in our marriage. We make room for you at school. We make room for you at work. We make room for the king right here and right now. We make room for you, King Jesus. You are worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit flood the airwaves right here and right now. Lord God, take us to another level, which is what your baptism is. Submerge us in your spirit. Submerge us in the things of God. Help us to repent, Lord God. Help us to change the way that we think. Help us to renew our mind with your word. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. And we make room for the king. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that today has blessed you on today's show. We will talk to you guys next week. Blessings. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner 
or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.